Jedi, what was the story you just started to tell me? Oh, you didn't hear about the man who killed daughter stalker with moose antlers. No, it sounds like you probably deserved it. What happened? Uh, yeah, I guess he killed this guy because he was stalking his daughter. But the sad thing about it, he reported him. And this guy was 77 years old and he beat him to death with first with a shovel and then uh, moose antlers. What did he do? Like impale him? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I Todd. Would think with the shovel, he hit him with, he hit him with antlers. What do you right? think happened? <laughs> How's he doing? He's all right. You stab him with the antlers. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would do it. <laughs> yeah. What, Joe? Jedi is always for the men. <laughs> Even though this is no, probably... I'm not for the men. She definitely is. Yes. <laughs> Jedi's it's a got... case by case basis. Jedi yeah, yeah. has, I want to say, and I, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but a little bit of a, like as a female, you're slightly subservient to men. Do you believe that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> or should I get no, all I yelly don't. like Andrew Tate to get that point across, lady? <laughs> Joe, I, I think if like some random thing on TV happened, right, where it was like a guy against a girl, Jedi would take the guy's side. Oh no, yeah, I would not. <laughs> Real no, quick, did I you would, have you guys? It's so weird. <laughs> did you hear what John McEnroe said about Serena Williams? Yes. He no. said not even like the top five hundred for men. Like just, she's great. He said yeah. she's the best athlete of of this generation. That aside, for, for women as a female tennis player. And so I thought, I don't know. I think Serena could beat a dude. I don't know if you guys know this. She played a couple of exhibitions against actual men. Yeah. And afterwards, even she admitted these guys hit way harder, way too fast. She and Venus played um, the number 200 guy in the world. You've never heard of him. Right. And he beat them. Six one, six two, and the shocking part was that Venus scored two points off the guy. <laughs> oh, really? It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and and again, Serena Williams said, "Female tennis. There's a reason there's a female circuit. Like the best female probably couldn't beat anybody in the top five hundred for men. That's a thing. Yeah. Like I get that." Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's common sense. In this case, I'm for the child. I mean, she was getting stalked by a molester. Of course, I'm going to be happy that the guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, I, let me ask you this. Because I had a buddy uh, many years ago who was a total creeper. And he went to jail for stalking a woman. Oh, my like, God. Like, stealing her. Like, he did a lot of bad stuff. He was, like, <laughs> breaking into her house when she wasn't home and just doing weird stuff. He has, His father left when he was little. He had a lot of issues. So that happens, right? Is right. the like this dude's life was already not off to a great start. Then he got arrested for this. And I don't know what he's up to now. If he's even a free man, I have no idea. Cause he did go to jail for it. Okay. Is the penalty for stalking someone murder? Like, is that, do you feel like that's an even penalty to that crime so, like if you're I the mean, parent you probably think so but as someone outside looking in you're like oh 
I don't know. Could you just kind of beating them about the legs for a bit? Did you have to <laughs> you know, kill them? Is have you well, been stopped, Joe? <laughs> well, it, it, I have no. I've been. I encourage, but no one's interested. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that you, if you don't do anything, and the guy ends up killing your kid, you're like, I should have killed him. But if you kill them before anything happens, you're a bad guy. Well, yeah, again, I. I you need to know the facts of the case. Like how, how right. stalking of a stalker was this guy? You know, was this guy, if he's breaking into the house or doing stuff, I guess I understand it. Right. Right. Totally. That, well, um, that, that case where the guy was on the payphone at the airport, that one, remember that one? Love that. Right. Yeah, I know that was, yeah. and that was justified. And I think the court even felt that was yeah. justified. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he got off. Do you remember when somebody could murder somebody and we all could agree it was it was a murder or like, you know, there was a time in the 70s and the early 80s where, you know, we could all look at it together and be like, oh, nah, that's cool. Right. Where, or, where have we gone from there? Or 2015 and before. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. It was a day, though. There was a time. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, it is crazy. Anything now, like, I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, perfect example. It's like split down the middle. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. How, how is it like this? We're all watching the same thing here and just it's split in half. It's crazy the way people look at that. And, and again, you know, when, when one of the defenses people made for Kyle Rittenhouse was like, I guess one of the guys, and I don't even know how true this is, but may have been arrested for, something inappropriate with an underage person. Hmm. And I don't know whether that's true or not, but again, is the penalty for that, that you get shot dead in the street? <laughs> so well, you're, like, yeah, you're, totally, repeating, but... you're repeating stalking and intent to harm. Just so happened. This guy has been, he, he served a prison sentence for assaulting a six year old already. So the, you know, intent is there. Oh, and... this motherfucker had it coming. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah. Take it back. Yep. <laughs> but stalking is just not following. Sometimes it's doxing. Sometimes it's harassing online. Sometimes it's just, you know, making a person psychologically scared by all the things that they do. I mean, you said your friend would break into somebody's house, steal the yeah. stealing underwear, you were going to say, I was that what yeah. you were going to say? Yeah, he used to steal the girl's panties. <laughs> I mean, every line, every yeah, date line right? you see, every date line you see like that, Joe, it, it starts off with stuff like that. You know, I mean, they, they start doing this and yeah, it doesn't that stuff does not go away when you're obsessed with someone. If you're a panty stealer, there's a good chance things are just going to increasingly get worse for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I talked about once before. There's this kid in Massachusetts here. He graduated from UMass, smart kid, but he cannot get over the compulsion of upskirting. He's gotten arrested like three times, like Barnes and Noble, other places, and he just like he cannot like overcome the compulsion. What what, what is that? You go into like a store or something, and you like take like sh some people put like a camera on their foot, and they'll put it like under a girl's skirt to like get the oh thrill gosh. of looking up a girl's skirt. <laughs> Listen, let me two things come to mind here with your boy. Number one, right? Like, that's a weird thing. Like, it, I, I totally, it's a weird thing 
I think part of the thrill, though, Todd, is the getting caught. Either that yeah. or your buddy sucks at it. Right. My buddy's getting caught. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Not, did I say your buddy? <laughs> I didn't mean but, that. But you know what's so funny? If you get caught upskirting, right? And you go to jail for five years and get out. And if you shoot someone in the head and go to jail for five years and get out, people are going to look at you a little bit better if you killed someone, probably. Like, that's too yes! creepy, the other thing. I agree with that. And there's something wrong with that, too. Isn't right. there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. It's like the all time biggest thing is if you're on to catch a predator, like you have to change your name and move out of state. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> well, is it in prison? There is a hierarchy, right? Child molesters are the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved when I saw that priest a few years ago get his face stomped in. It's like literally no remorse. You raped 120 boys, you know? Right. Yeah. He's a bad priest. Right, he because yeah. you wouldn't normally say, "Yeah, stomp that priest to death." I'm good with that, right? right. It's got to be like, I guess. Here's the other question: How many altar boys does it take before you're like, "Stomp him to death"? One, or does it have to be like a hundred and twenty, where you're like, I "This know. guy's a monster, stomp him out, Father"? I don't. They they have to be complete sociopaths because. You do it once, wouldn't you be like freaking out? This kid's gonna tell their parents, and then you're just doing it with like dozens. Todd, I I don't know like about you guys, but when I went to school, there were days where somebody didn't do their homework, right? Like fifth or sixth period, they show up and they're like, "Yeah, I didn't do my homework last night." And I would think to myself, like, I mean, first of all, you had all night, yeah, and you had six periods. During the day, you probably could have knocked that homework out. Like the anxiety of showing up to something and knowing that it was supposed, like, I don't know how people can do that, let alone yeah. you like, you molest a kid. If I ever accidentally molested a kid, I would feel so shitty about my, like, I would go turn myself in. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't ask for a transfer to like a different neighborhood with better looking kids. Oh, yeah, those priests, they'd be like, okay, we'll send you somewhere else. You're good. That's what they would do. It's crazy. That's exactly what they did. Dude, there was yeah. like two guys in Baltimore. They just kept moving them all over the place to like molest away, boy. Yeah. Like literally ruining people's lives in the churches. Exactly. Not what Jesus meant when he said, let the children come unto me. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Mark's Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Jedi Todd and producer Joe today. We are going to talk about why so many people are out there with no full-time jobs. What are they doing? Huh? Do you know, Todd? <laughs> so we did an episode on the 40-hour work week. Now we're going to talk about the gig economy. And I was kind of wondering with Joe, so you do the podcasting, you sell houses. Is any, is, is any of your work considered gig economy work? 
That's all. All everything all? I do is yeah. So like twenty years ago and stuff, it didn't exist like it does now. I think sixty million Americans do some type of gig work. Yeah, twenty years ago, I would be considered a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right though. You're yeah, absolutely right. Huge disappointment to my folks. It would it, it would have been really bad. Yeah, just like piecing together a living. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> so you just like. Your week is a bunch of different things. If you don't do it, you're not getting paid, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, right? I can't get sick. I can't not do stuff because when I do, I don't, you know, after I had my heart attack, people were like, take it easy. And I'm like, I get paid directly for my work. If I don't do the work, I don't get the money. So, got to work. Nice thought, though. Yeah. So, I've always kind of... I've always liked the guaranteed paycheck every week, but now I'm kind of in a different situation too. I own a company now. I don't, it's not really gig work, but it's just, I'm building it. But people just do that now. They make things work without doing a 40 hour work week. And I kind of like it better that way. This is, you know, so here's the thing, right? I say this all the time. I don't know if I've ever said it on this show, but if I haven't, like there's no, there's no Henry Ford currently in corporate America. People that are looking for, well, unless you want to argue the automation people, but they're doing that to the detriment of humans uh, and not to their benefit. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, you're putting people in a, in a bad spot and, and people are at the point where they're tired of working for someone else. And when right. you see the disparity between hourly associates or even salaried associates and CEOs in companies, it's like, this guy's making 35 million and you're getting paid $12 an hour. Exactly. You're actually doing the work. You're you're the one driving the helping drive the billions of dollars in sales that that company has. And so I think increasingly and you know one of the things we saw big time uh around the country was people getting into real estate. Which again is kind of a gig job, one that I do, you know, you you make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Uh, it's a lot of work. No, it's not. It's easy work. Anyone that's <laughs> that. try explaining really the gig economy to like a 70 or 80 year old person that have worked with their hands their whole life. You know, like, what is this? Dude, I, I have a couple of friends who literally make a living in bands, like performing as singers and, and uh, two buddies or drummers in bands like that's their that's how they get paid. That's how they live day to day. Like they don't have a job. I have a friend that's in a band. He's always posting on Facebook looking for like someone to open. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe the amount of hustle you have to put in every week to get money. Well, yeah, you gotta find you gotta find gotta find places to play that will pay you. Right. Right. And and that's certainly not easy. And the other problem is it's like you can't, hey, I'll just do this place every Thursday. You're not a comedian. You know what I mean? You're a you're a band. They want yeah. diff, they want to in and out different bands and stuff. So it is it is it's a lot of work. You got to. Here's the other thing. You can't you you know, if there's like a day where I'm not working, Todd, I have to like I got to make sure there's work tomorrow. Yeah, right. I always got to be working on tomorrow and the next day and next week and, and you know, trying to book gigs out in, into the near term future. And hope that those all come to fruition as you're booking them, right? You're sitting there like, oh, I got this. This will be great. This, what happens when they don't happen? 
Do yeah, you prefer exactly. this type of work though to full-time work? So I've, you know, I got into radio in 1997. I was 22 and I already knew I didn't want to work 40 hour weeks. I was taking orders from people <laughs> like I would do it just enough to satisfy the request and no more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think nowadays they call that silent quitting. Right. But I, I, I was doing that back in the nineties. I already knew about that. Do the least amount of work possible. Just make sure your boss is like you like Joe's so cool. Right. And just kind right. of busy and nobody yeah. bothers you. Uh, that's, and, and I thought I'm not doing this for 50 years, <laughs> not doing it. Too much. So I, I told Jedi about this. I didn't tell you yet, Joe. So I have a friend that was like, how much did you make? How much you make being a UPS driver? I told him, he's like, oh, yeah, I made more than that doing Uber last year. I'm like this. I thought Uber was like a $10 an hour job. He's like, yeah, he goes every day I wake up. He lives in Nashua, New Hampshire. He goes, I just get in the car at six in the morning. I go straight to Boston, hang around Boston all day, do um, airport rides. He said he made 127 last year. And I'm like, you're what? kidding, right? I'm like, are you serious? He, he sent me a screenshot of like his Uber said the last seven days rides. And it was like 2,400. I'm like, he's like, yeah, I treat it like a job 60 hours a week. So I got my new car. Now I, <laughs> I teach on Thursdays and I can already hear my friend Dan being like, you let those stinky, stinky people in your car because a lot of people don't like people in their car. I signed up Uber just to try it. I'm like, okay, I teach at three o'clock in the Boston area. I'm going to go in one day at eight in the morning. Just to see. I want to see how much money you can make. Um, I'm just going to do it for like a week. And I got to say, I mean, I, I loved it. I The first really? person, I, the first person I, because I like to talk to people. Some people don't like to talk. I was like networking, Joe. I'm giving everybody my business card for my business. Um, the, I first person I, the first person I pick up, right? It's at a church. I'm like, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm from Colorado. I'm just here for school. I'm like, oh, what kind of school do you go to? She's like, oh, I'm in the circus. Like, I was meeting people like this. I'm like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a, um, uh, what do you call that? When you like bend your legs of your head, um, contortionist. contortionist, sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like <laughs> the next person I pick up is like a bartender and Joe, this is so funny. This is such like a stereotypical thing. I pick up these four guys at like noon, right? They're going to a bar. They're like all rowdy and stuff. I drop them off at a bar. My next call. It's like these four Asian girls. I took them to the library. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, of course, like you get the American guys. <laughs> but so I did it. I did it for like two weeks. I did like 30 rides and I can totally see how you can make money. And I think it's so fun. If you're like an introvert, it probably wouldn't be fun. But I kind of like to see what like everyone was doing and stuff. And I had time to kill like before I did my class. But you can definitely make six figures doing Uber. <laughs> Wow. Well, listen, you can make a lot of money doing a lot of things. A again, it takes hustle, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna just drive for two hours a night in in you know your local suburban neighborhood and think you're gonna make that kind of money, right? Go to Boston for the day, just do an airport ride. Yeah, of course you I have a, a buddy who lives in Florida, like that's what he does. He owns a car service now. He got a little inheritance from his grandmother when she died, and he bought a big house in Florida and a bunch of vehicles. Yep. And he drives people to and picks them up to the airport. He sometimes goes and picks up cars for people. Like does that's literally what he does for a living. And he makes a great living off of that. Wow. 
but again, it's, you've got to hustle. Like you, right. again, you might have a busy day today, got nothing tomorrow. That's kind of, right. that's the problem with gig work is, you know, you gotta, you get a couple great gigs and, and then what? So Joe, I picked up some guy, drove him, whatever. And I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, our family, we're, we're own taxi cab companies in Boston. And I was like, oh my God, I've been dying to ask someone this question and pull this up, Joe type in, um, taxi medallion. Do you know about like Wikipedia that, um, have you guys ever heard of the taxi medallion, like in major cities? I think I know a little bit about it. Like they, the taxi cab drivers have to have this, right? So in Boston, up till a few years ago, it was like $675,000, Jedi, to drive a taxi in Boston. You get a medallion. And some families would have multiple, and they pay them off like houses. But what happens is, like in 2014, people were paying $675,000 for a medallion, and now they're worthless because of Uber and Lyft. Right. They Now they can just do whatever they want. Before, you could not be a taxi driver in boston new york city i think it's 1.5 million for medallion so there's all sorts of lawsuits with like the city and stuff for letting uber and lyft come in isn't that crazy joe did you look that up i just looked it up uh, yeah i didn't even, although you know it's funny i don't know if you guys remember the movie dc cab yeah yeah you remember that movie that's yeah. all i like, know about taxi cab drivers and uh yeah i do remember they had to get that thing that was like part of the movie was to be able to get your your license and uh, right to get your permit to be a, a an actual taxi driver. So the guy knew everything about medallions. I just find this so interesting. He said that uh, a lot of people like thought they're doing the right thing and they just paid them off like a mortgage really quick so everything could be profit. Now those people are screwed, and the people who did it like a huge mortgage just like dumped it off on the banks. He said Santander Bank is sitting on like a thousand medallions right now. Wow. Oh, it seems like that's like paying off a nice house before you like make any money. I don't know. They must know the business model that it worked in order to like people lining up and auctioning off the medallions. It's crazy well, money. huh? Again, I think it's a, you know, driving people. Here's why people like real estate, right? Like even in the worst economy, people still have to buy and sell houses. Like there's never going to be a time where it's not happening. When it right. comes to car services, people always need rides, right? Somewhere, airport. I mean, think about how many people fly every day. And all right. those people have to get to an airport. And they can right. either pay for long-term parking. No one does that, right? Uh, or you're going to cab it. That's how it used to be. Now everybody just Ubers. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I sense that. And, again, it's a very it used to be very cash business taxi cabs mm -hmm. right right yeah. it's, a, it's a different animal although i don't know about you guys but and, and or if you've been in a cab recently um i love that they i mean you could pay by card now in the cab oh really oh god yeah like almost every major city that i've been in recently that's been the case chicago new york um yeah so more convenient the um, another thing that um people are doing now, and I have a friend that's making a ton of money doing this. She has her own Etsy business. Do you guys know what Cricket is? Yeah. Cricket. No. It's that I don't even know what you'd call it, like a press or something that you can buy to make T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. So oh, my gotcha. my sister has a business doing that. 
my friend's wife is making a fortune off Etsy um, just by making just like random stuff people would buy, like, I don't know, baby stuff. And you can do all the insignias without having to buy it. My sister makes T-shirts for everything. She doesn't buy T-shirts anymore. Like anything she wants to put on a T-shirt, she can do it. It's like super easy. There's just like all sorts of different ways now. I've seen uh, you ever scroll through to the the TikTok Jedi. You know what I'm talking about here. Scrolling through, uh, and there's always uh, every like third one is someone's like, "Hey, let me tell you about this side hustle." Yeah. Etsy.com. <laughs> you're gonna type in the thing, and then you're gonna and then you're gonna tell right. like 80 million of these. Th- oh yeah. And your sister, I'm not surprised that someone in Todd's family would, would right. take a side hustle and like literally make it work out. She's probably making like six figures right now. She just got a storefront before she would like bring it to people's go. houses. Yeah. My, my sister, like some of the things she sells, I'm like that, like people care about that. She'll make a candle, Joe. It'll be a candle. Say, say your wife wanted to buy a candle and it'll say like Weathersfield, like whatever your zip code is. That's all it says on it. Right. And for some reason, people are lining up. Now, she sells the candles for, like, 13 bucks. She gets them at Michael's, like, whatever, two for a dollar or something. And then the printing costs her, like, 30 cents. I mean, like, not even. So, like, she's making, like, 12, 11 bucks profit, but she's selling, like, hundreds. If wow. does your sister does your sister also go to garage sales and buy matchbox cars? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we're on the subject of my sister, I got to tell you guys something I like did this week. This is kind of crazy. Have I ever told you about my drunk friend there, the millionaire guy? Yeah. 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 So he is like drunk to the point like he can't even like walk or he can't do his job. Uh, Probably about once a year, he'll text me like, I want to make a bet. Can you come? He can't drive or anything. He doesn't know anything about technology. He wouldn't know what Uber is or anything. He has no value of a dollar. He'll be like, I want to put 20000 on a game. Can you like come get the money, go to the casino, and make the bet for me, and I'll give you two grand. I'm like, two grand for like a couple hours work. So I've done this like three times for, and I think he's won all three times. Joe, one time I made the bet for him. I hung out the casino. I The guy handed me $38,000. I brought it home with me. I'm like, Paul, I'm like, how can I get you this money? He's like, oh, just the next time you're down here. I'm like, next time I'm down what? here, like I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, so this next whole March, time you're down. Th- oh, yeah, God. this whole March Madness, Joe. He's been texting me. I want to make a huge bet. Uh, if you, if you, he lives an hour away. So I'm like, oh, whatever, maybe. I get a text last week. Now, Jedi DraftKings just came to Massachusetts. You can't turn the channel without seeing like a million DraftKings. You know what that is, Jedi? Yeah, it's the gaming and betting. We just got we just got online betting here. So my I get a text the other day from DraftKings. It's like, congratulations, we're in Massachusetts. Um, make a ten make up to a ten thousand dollar deposit and get a hundred percent match play. So if you deposit ten thousand, they give you ten thousand. So I went through the rules because I'm like, this is, seems too good to be true, and I'm like. I think it just says if you bet ten thousand, they give you ten thousand. So Jedi, I went on Reddit where we met, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I went on the DraftKings subreddit and I posted it. I'm like, "Am I reading this right?" And everyone was like, "That is insane! I wish I lived in Massachusetts. Like, that's crazy. You just have to bet through the ten thousand once." And what they give you, Joe, is they give you five two thousand dollar bets. If you deposit two thousand, oh, they break it okay. up. Okay, but you can put it all in the same game. So. 
It ended on the 20th. I just, I saw this deal like on the 19th. I text my friend Sunday. I said, do you want to make a bet? He goes, yes, I love um, UCLA, which was the game last night. He goes, I want to put 10,000 on UCLA. I said, okay, I'm coming in the morning. Can you please not drink tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, fair. He calls me at like nine in the morning. He's like, you're coming down? Joe, I can hear him drunk. This was Monday, whatever. Today's Thursday, three days ago. He says, can you come down and get the money? I can tell he's drunk. I live an hour away. I'm like, I'll be right there. And I'm like, Joe, it's a race to get there before he passes out. Oh, my right. gosh. So I know I need to get this $10,000. It needs to be in my bank by five. And the deposit has to be by 11:59, or else the deal's over with DraftKings. Joe, I get to his house. I'm banging the door, ringing the doorbell. No answer. I can look through the window. He's passed out in the couch. Ah, Jesus Christ. And if I knew then what I know now, if I looked closely, I could have seen the 10 grand, which would have been even more painful. (laughs) 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 So this is 1030 in the morning. I'm like, what do I do right now? Like, this is a free $10,000 for me in bets. Like, if I can somehow get into the house. So I go have lunch. I go visit my sister. 2.30 2.30 in the afternoon, I'm driving home. He calls me. I'm like, I'm like, hello? He's, uh, he's like, oh, I'm just taking the dog out. I'm like, do you understand what I've been going through today? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm coming over to get the money. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So I head back, Joe. It's like 4.15. I look up the <laughs> bank. It closes at 5. Oh, God. And you really can't. You're not supposed to deposit 10 grand. You know what I mean? You're right. So. <laughs> Luckily, I had money in that account, and I go to the teller. I'm like, I'm making a large purchase tonight. Can you make sure this can go through? Because you know how, like, they block that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the guy goes in. He, like, makes my account so I can make, like, a $9,000 purchase or whatever. Um, so I end up getting home, and I made the I made the deposit for him. So, Joe, I made the $10,000 bet for him on UCLA last night. To make matters worse, did you see how heartbreaking of a loss it was for him? Not for me, but yes, for definitely for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Now, not to be a jerk, because ten thousand dollars means nothing to him. But I did want him to lose because I was like, "Am I going to cash all of that money out? Go get it all out of the bank and bring to him?" You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have five two thousand dollar free bets for me, and what I think I'm going to do is go to Foxwoods and bet the other way half, so I can guarantee myself five grand. Yeah. Yeah, so it's literally free money. And of course, like a couple of my friends are like, how do you like figure this stuff out? (laughs) Your dad was the wicker man, right? I'm guessing (laughs) like this guy comes from a long line of hustlers. You get that sense, Jedi? (laughs) So by the way, Joe, how good did UConn look? Oh, God. Yeah, uh, they look really, really good. I've got actually all my cash, though, on Gonzaga to win the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And despite some of the crazy upsets in this tournament, um, if if the next two games go the way I think, well, I'll have six out of eight in the uh, in the elite eight. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, I was I was just dude. I did my bracket this year and I thought chaos chaos is going to happen uh it's getting it's it's getting more uh there's more parity in basketball than like ever before and so it just seemed to me like i had a lot of teams that shouldn't uh i knew they were going to lose yeah it's been fun 
Oh yeah. So Jedi, I don't think you watch NCAA March Madness, do you? No. You could tell by her face and yeah. everything I just said. She, <laughs> I might have been just speaking gibberish for the last thirty seconds. So, oh, by the way, Joe. So, like, on the, I did like thirty or forty Uber rides before I was like, ah, I'm just like too busy to do this. But I gave one guy. One guy was telling me he listens to conspiracy podcasts. I gave him my card. Gave him my. Uh, <laughs> gave him the 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 show. He's been listening. Um, all right, let's get back to something that will interest Jedi a little bit more. So what do you think of Airbnbs? I have a buddy that's trying to buy a couple houses to do that. That's another thing you can do for a living, Joe. Mm, you could. But who's going to clean them out? You need someone who, to clean them out. That That's the stickler about that. So, yeah, I have a friend that told me, um, like, if you, he wants to buy one where he already did the math. He already knows you can make so much a day. But... Those uh, what I don't know what you call them, management companies. That 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 costs a lot of money. Yeah, to have someone like do all the stuff. What if you have to get mail, clean the places out? You need to find a guy. You need a guy. You need that guy that will do anything you need for a hundred bucks. Yeah, right here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got this guy. His name is Sandy, and uh, he's Dominican. And between him and his non-English speaking brother-in-law, there's nothing these dudes can't do and that they can't do for wicked cheap. And I love them to death. They, we hug when we see each other. Oh, I love really? those guys. Oh, God, yeah. So they're good, like, handymen? Anything I can dream of that's wrong about my house or broken I call this guy up and I'm like, do you guys do plumbing? Yeah. Plumbing. You guys, can you ever <laughs> do a garage door? Yeah. We do garage doors. Like whatever <laughs> you need. Yeah. This guy can do. And again, he do it for super cheap. It was funny too. I, I last year I redid my, my pool plumbing. Not well. Yeah. And I, I watched the video. I thought I was there and, and it was funny. Uh, Sandy was like, Oh man, he's like a uh, pretty good work, but I, I think it needs a little. And then uh, the brother-in-law looked at him and said some stuff in Spanish, like disapprovingly looked at my work. Like you could tell from without understanding Spanish, I knew <laughs> he was talking shit. And right. I look, I go, I go, he's not impressed. Is he? And he started laughing like he knew I knew that yeah. they knew uh, and they were being nice. Uh, literally, dude, the guy went and bought like a seven dollar piece and had the thing working uh, in like 20 minutes. That would be amazing. I wish I wish I was handy like that. Stuff like that. I had a guy now, Joe, I'm, I'm used to living in the Boston area where like you can't do anything for like under a hundred dollars or a couple hundred. I had a plumber come to my house in Sturbridge, which is a little more country on a Sunday afternoon. He went to the garbage disposal, put a piece in, took him like whatever, 45 minutes. And I said, how much is it? And he looks at me, he goes, 35 will do it. I'm like, $35? Yeah. Like, yeah. it could be 100 to come out. Wow. That's the kind of guy you want in your life. I had a plumber a couple years ago come out. Didn't do, I mean, literally put his hand on my garbage disposal, pulled a fork out. <laughs> right? I was like, dude, these two toilets flush weird. And the first one, he's like, yeah, that's how these toilets flush. I'm like, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I don't think it's supposed to do that. He charged me like four hundred dollars, and I thought, I'm, I don't need a plumber. 
Yeah. I just need a guy that kind of knows plumbing. You know what I mean? Right. right. A guy that'll take $35 to take that fork out of my sink. Yeah, that's what I you, need. You just need a general handyman. Once they have a title of like plumber and stuff, you know you're screwed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was just insane when he said $35. I'm like, what? That, that's that's crazy. That. <laughs> so the one thing, like, like I said, uh, Uber was kind of fun, but I would never do DoorDash or any, or what's the other one there? Instacart. Like people can literally go shopping for people for, uh, I don't know how much money you can make off that though. I got friends that do Instacart and they're, they're, they're doing pretty well with it. I mean, like that's it. That's all they're doing. And uh, they podcast on the side because they're making enough money from the Instacart to put all their time into podcasting. Which, what show is it? Unless you don't want to say. I don't want to say because I don't want anyone to know that that's what she does for a living because it's not it's not a glamorous job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. kind of funny. Like, at what point will it not be like embarrassing to say you do that stuff? Like, like when people don't. I'm Uber, a douchebag, so for me, forever. You know what I mean? I'll, like for other people, I mean, the other people are like at the point where you know if you were to. Todd, if, if we were to go out to dinner with a couple of couples, right? We bring yeah. the wives out and you're going around the table, right? And you're like, ah, I'm a radio personality. She's a lawyer, right? I mean, you own a business. And the guy's like, me? I drive Uber, right? <laughs> your, imme your immediate thought is like, oh, what did you used to do, right? Like yeah, you obviously right, got yeah. fired and you needed right. work. So you became an Uber driver. You didn't like go to college for that, right? Right. That's how I feel too. Yeah. So... It's always going to be kind of shitty in that regard, but not in a bad way. Because, again, I, have you ever seen the meme uh, where, uh, like, this white liberal woman uh, is with her son and they see a garbage man and she's like, don't be a loser like that guy. And underneath it, it's like that guy makes 90K and he's got full benefits. Exactly. Meanwhile, she's got a lesbian basket weaving degree. <laughs> and she makes like 35k and she wants Biden to forgive her loans. Like, what a like that's a loser, right? Like, that's a loser. And she doesn't see, she thinks the garbage man's a loser because he's dressed poorly. I had a buddy, you want to talk about a shitty job to have. My buddy, uh, his dad owned the company where they pump out porta potties. And he drove around in this big truck with a giant tank of shit and piss. And he said, like, my dad, not just because it was me, the job pays really well. I'm like, oh, well, why? he's like, it smells like shit 24-7. Like, you get out of work, you go home, and you scrub in the shower, and you get out, and you know what it smells like? <laughs> shit still. <laughs> it's still there. It's still oh. there. And so he did it for, like, two years, and he was like, I, I got it. I can't. I, the money's great. Right. This sucks. I hate it. Well, I'm they always said a, by yeah. 2027 that gig work is supposed to surpass full-time work. I can totally see that. Th things are just changing. People are going to find different ways to make money. I, I sat at a cubicle for, what, 15 years? Like I, I couldn't do that again. Joe, the free time I have with my kids right now, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's great. That's worth, yeah, it's worth I much can, more. Yeah. I can go pick up my kids from school if they get sick during like it, it's not i mean again they, they're like two minutes from where i'm sitting right now so you know 
again, we started this recording a little late. I forgot we had a show this morning. I literally left my house. My buddy's borrowing 50 bucks. I ran to the ATM to get cash. Like everything in my world is like five minutes away from me. Like you have no idea. Like I live in a place where five minutes from my house, name a thing, I can get it. Name a restaurant, name a store. They're within five minutes and I'm in a super private spot which is almost hard to believe when you consider that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now, my friend, my friend Norm had the greatest idea. He said, because you know how things are so expensive, like you want to hire someone. He goes, we need to find like a Facebook page with like 20 of us and we all have like an expertise and like you need something, one of us can like offer it for the other person. But that's a good well, idea. It's a, such it's a, great a great idea. idea. But, but what would end up happening probably if you were like the mechanic you probably wouldn't get your money's worth or something that like people always need. I'm so I'm actually in a business networking group, BNI business networking international. And that's literally what we do is we have people. We're all in a group together. We meet uh, Thursday mornings um, and uh, it's people from all different industries. And the whole purpose of our meeting is, and there's a lot of accountability because it's like a franchise thing, but we bring each other referrals. Literally, uh, a, a real estate agent in my group, uh, her boss wanted to start like a story time uh, video thing on TikTok for real estate stuff. And she was like, oh, like it. And so I went over there the other day. I just made them uh, a really cool intro video. Um, another person in my group, she's a financial planner. She works for the Wasworth Athenaeum uh, in Hartford, which is a, a, a big museum. Been doing all of their audio video work because of that so like that that and again it's like it's all gig worker kind of people even in some of the financial industries getting together and kind of doing what you're saying where you know we're very active on facebook if you're like hey i need a probate lawyer i'm like oh hit up my friend nia like we're that's what we do yeah uh, to help each other out and it's it's pretty awesome that is that's super cool Trying to think some other gig work stuff. Obviously, you get like the babysitting and stuff, but it, it is crazy because my friend Teresa, she's kind of an entrepreneur entrepreneur person too. And we've been talking about that for a while. Like the world is just going in a different direction where you just like find other ways other than sitting at a desk. Now, Jedi, your job, were you like sitting at a desk or are you going places? Your old job? I was on the computer all day long for 10 hours in a cubicle. Oh my God. The worst. <laughs> And so now that you're out of that, isn't it going to be hard to go back to that environment? Do you want to find exactly? So I'm trying to, you know, once all my stuff gets settled, I'm trying to see what I can do as you know, gig work because yeah, you know, you work someplace for 20 years and then you you feel like how Joe you were saying underappreciated. The CEO is making all this money, you know, you you don't have time for your family, two hour drive commute. You know, it, is it worth it? You know, you're basically, you know, killing yourself working at this job for what? I know. And then put in the fact, Jedi, like imagine having little kids again. (laughs) It's like no time for that stuff. Yeah. You know, look, here's the thing. I it's it's a hustle every day to get money to make sure. I mean, also, my wife makes a fortune because she's a she's an attorney. (laughs) So I don't really even need to make a ton of money, but I mean, I, and I do well, I don't, don't get me wrong. Um, that's the other. So, you know, 
for most gig people, they don't have like a sugar mama wife like I do. You know what I mean? Uh, because listen, there's days, weeks, and months where I'm like, oof, you know, if I didn't have the wife, uh, yeah. yikes, things, things would be uh, a lot tighter a lot more often, you know? Because I make chunks of money and then maybe not for a little bit. Right. Right. I, Joe, I know, I know what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. You do. I, That's what it I, is. Um, I uh, DraftKings when I made that deposit the other day, I had to up my limit, and they said, "Okay, to up your limit, because they were only going to let me deposit three thousand dollars." They said, "We just need a copy of the most recent pay stub," and I'm like, "Hmm." I looked; it was fifteen months ago that I got action because I'm doing other stuff. I did a six-game parlay the other day, and if Northwestern had upset UCLA, they lost by five, yep. I would have won $5,000. Oh, my God. Wow. It was all upsets, and that was the only one that didn't come through and pay off. And I was so – I could show it to you. I was so pissed. It was the only game. And later that night in the UFC fight, I was one fight away from uh, winning 500 on a five-fight yep. parlay. And I voted against one of my favorite guys at the advice of one of my expert guys. One of my sports guys was like, no, your dude's <laughs> going to lose this time. And I bet against him. And that was the only one I got wrong. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I've, like even when I used to bet games a lot, I, I never got into the parlays because I, I kind of knew that's not a winning strategy. I mean, I understand it's if you're putting, I understand if you're putting 10 bucks down and you're doing like a multi thing for fun to make like a that that's fine. But. People that do like two team parlays, it's like the odds are already against you to pick one winner. Never mind mm-hmm. two. They know what they're doing. The cool part of doing like a five yeah. or six is you can bet on at least one or two of the favorites. Yeah. Right. Right. Like Just to favorite. get them right. And then you pick like the most obvious or, or the most likely upsets. Um, I've hit on uh, a couple of, again, I mean, every three months I hit a parlay. Yeah. The thing is, is the parlay hits big. Right, 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 right. Right, makes up for all the money I lost. So it's like that. I'm up about, I want to say I've lost eight grand and I've won like 8,100. So I think I'm plus 100 <laughs> according to FanDuel sports app. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I lose a lot. I make it back and I'm yeah. basically at break even. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun little hobby. Yeah, I mean, the app is impressive when you look at it. It's just, like, so user-friendly. I don't know if you talk about DraftKings. Yeah. Oh, Houston, I'm on, I have both, and I, I bounce back and forth because uh, I, I don't want to be addicted to it. Yeah. Right, like March Madness, I knew I was going to go all in. I haven't touched college basketball. I haven't really done any basketball uh, since last year, and I am only only got into it because of, of the tourney, you know? But yeah, I bounce only- back and forth because if I if I lose too much on, on DraftKings, I'm like, DraftKings, you know, <laughs> going to FanDuel. Yeah. And then uh, you know, I'll hit on FanDuel like I knew it. And then you start losing on FanDuel and you're like, you know, I'm gonna go back to DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, like it's their fault. Yeah, let's you're gonna change my luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like, to, I like to throw a few bucks on golf every week. Uh, I got Max Homa this week in the match play. He made the final 16. But the only thing about golf is you'll bet a guy and get 20, 30, 40 to one, but he has to win. He could beat every guy but one, and you get nothing. Could go through 160 guys, you get that one lucky guy. All right, Jedi, you got anything else on uh, 
Yeah, I work. do. The one gig work that you didn't talk about that everybody has doing apparently since the pandemic. Only fans. Only fans, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's gig work. Right? Do you know in 2021, Black China is the top earner on OnlyFans? She made like what over 80 million dollars. I think it's up to like over 200 million. Is that the Catch Me Outside girl? No, Black China. She is... um, Is she a rapper? She dated a rapper. Oh, right, right. She dated Rob Kardashian. And she is the mother of his daughter, Dream. Ew, what? (laughs) I hate this stuff so much. The friggin' OnlyFans (laughs) and stuff that people can... And the sites that you can put your feet on and make like... These girls making like six figures... Do you know that they have half a million new users a day joining OnlyFans? Half a million a day. I still don't understand when porn is free, why people are paying for this stuff. <laughs> and well, 40%, 40% of the users are in the USA. It goes so, right I mean, back to that stalking thing from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Porn is free. But not that girl. Like that specific girl on OnlyFans. Uh, that's yeah. ultimately what this comes down to, right? Is that it's it's like any I'm an any porn kind of guy, you know what I mean? Whatever. On a lot of porn clips at the end of the porn clip, be like, check out my OnlyFans. Like it's like free advertising for it. Yeah, oh yeah. I I've noticed that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not a lot. I mean, I've seen it, you know. But um, do you know the uh, the average creator on OnlyFans? They only make one hundred fifty one dollars a month and have only twenty one subscribers. So I don't right. know. Todd, <laughs> yeah. you know? those are the real whores. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I would do this for no money, but if you're going to give me a hundred bucks, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, um, I think that just about does it. Anything else, Jedi? Morks, the end is here. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, and Clovercrest Media. You know, please subscribe. And, you know, if you want to support us even more, buy us a coffee and buy me a coffee. Have a great day. And you know what? Don't work too hard.